I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. Just like the man said, and who are we to argue? We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith at the uh, Golf Cave today. This is about the third consecutive week you have been home. I know. Just wait. Next week, I will not be. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand it. I got to be a traveling man. Soon. You know what time it is. What time of the year is it? Time for the Masters. Masters. I know. (laughs) And you know who our senior Masters correspondent is that will be reporting somewhere from down in Augusta, Georgia? As close as they'll let him get. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be me, baby. That's it. That'd be me. This is Jeff Smith from downtown Augusta because I can't get anywhere close to Augusta National. That's right. (laughs) I am wearing my hat, sunglasses, and fake mustache. (laughs) Yeah. Don't go with the fake mustache, man. They pick that up on that every time. Every time. You know, how do you get by with keeping yours on for as long as you have? That's what uh, I want to know. We will get to that. We are those weekend golf guys. Got some uh, some housekeeping chores. Want to let you know about thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Kind of almost redesigned. It's a labor of love, and it looks real good. Go there. Check it out. Also, uh, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys, because we're asking two simple questions. Need an answer to. Question number one, what's your favorite golf course? Question number two, what is your Top of the bucket list golf course. Ooh, yeah. bucket list. Bucket list golf course. Now we're talking bucket list. I know what mine is. What's yours? Mm, that'll be. I'll be later in the show. We'll be oh. talking about that. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. That's it. Got to tease you, man. <laughs> How do you keep an idiot in suspense? I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> okay. So not only later in the show will we get to Jeff's bucket list golf course, but we're also going to be talking about. Simple things that can make big changes or big differences in the flight of your golf ball. You know, when you touch a club and you move it through space and you're going to tell your golf ball what to do, there's a handful of things that can go on. But boy, there's one of them that sure dictates an awful lot of everything else. Yeah, there's a bunch of things that go on and one word that rhymes with on that can happen. Wrong. Okay, so maybe it really doesn't rhyme, but it's close enough. How to do it right. And we're going to start with the simple stuff. I mean, this is like back back to the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't get this right, you can't get anything that comes after it right, basically. Yeah, it's really difficult. And because this isn't right, you've probably learned a lot of other bad things to do to compensate. What are we talking about? Well, hang with us and we'll explain it when we come right back. We're all those weekend golf guys, don't you move? You know, one of the things us guys have in common is we hate to buy clothes for ourselves. Just something about going out and buying clothes. It's just, but we do want to look good. My problem is I'm not colorblind. I'm color dumb. I can look at two things and I'm not sure if they go together or if they clash and the whole, you know, stripes and plaids and all that. I get very confused. But then I found Bombfell. You got to check them out online. Bombfell.com. Here's what they do. You sign up with them and they... First thing is they ask you a few questions, a little form to fill out. And then based on the answers to those questions, they hook you up with a stylist one-on-one. You've got your very own stylist who picks out clothes specifically for you. And then the stylist will send you an email saying, hey, here's four things I got for you. What do you think? And you've got about 48 hours to look over the email, look at the stuff and say, yeah, I like them or no, I don't. Or yeah, I like this and this, but I don't like that and that. And then what you want, they will send to you. And then you have seven days once it's sent to you to decide if you want to keep it or not. You try it on. 
Make sure it looks good. Wear it in front of your wife and have her go, ooh, that looks good. Or who bought that for you because you definitely didn't pick that out. You know, if you keep all four items, you get 20% off the total cost. If you keep three items, you get 15% off. Keep two items, you get 10% off. And you don't have to get anything if you don't want. You can cancel, you can pause, you can do whatever you need to do. Bombfell.com. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com. Now, use the slash golf guys at the end. That's right. Make it bombfell.com slash golf guys because we have talked to them and said, hey, would you put together a little special deal for our audience? And they said, sure. $25 off your first purchase bombfell.com slash golf guys b-o-m-b-f-e-l-l dot com slash golf guys $25 off your first purchase you get your very own stylist and you have never looked so good bombfell open and close And we are back. Thanks for hanging. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, collectively known as those Weekend Golf Guys. When last we spoke, we were teasing you about some simple stuff that you probably have done wrong and have done a lot more wrong after it just to compensate for doing the simple thing wrong. There's a whole bunch of people out there putting their hands on the club and not realizing what's going on there. You know, they get they, they get a little bit sloppy. It's as if they, they haven't been brought into are brought up to speed, so to speak, about the, the angles that change when you put your hands on the club in a certain way versus another. So you're basically talking the differences in grip, are you not? Yeah, I am. Okay. You know, we've got two hands, you know, for, for most everybody, right? Right. And we are talking about the grip. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, you know, we got a couple of hands and, and we can talk about the importance of each one, but but for right now, let's talk about the importance of the trail hand. And for all the righties, that's their right hand, right? Okay. All your, your right-handed golfers, it's the back hand. It's the one that's on the back side of the shaft. At the bottom of the grip. You know, I'll tell you, I see an awful lot of people being awfully, let, let's say, cavalier with how they put it on. And, you know, they have to kind of match up with, with certain things. And, and a lot of people don't know. So let's just start for the, the middle ground for everybody and let's just think for a second that if you held the club straight out in front of your body, pointing it out from the middle of your chest and the club face, the lines in the club face were straight up and down, the palm of your right hand would match the face of the club and the palm of your right hand would be on the back side of the club and then you would just close your fingers. Mm-hmm. So that way you've got a match between the palm of the hand and the face of the club throughout the motion. Okay. But a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people put it a little bit more on top and twist it around over. And a lot of people put it a little bit under and twist it under. Now, there are the correct variations per golfer, but let's just say that everybody's really close to that middle Mm -hmm. so they can control the face of their club with their back hand, their trail hand, their, for right-handed golfers, for the most part, the right hand. Right. And it also applies force in a certain direction. It moves the club in a certain direction. So let's say, John, you decide to put your right hand a little bit more under the shaft where the palm is facing 
a little bit up when the club face is facing straight. Mm -hmm. You get what my meaning on that? Yes, I do. Okay. So if you held it in that manner and just would be making some gentle swings with one hand, your right hand, and then you felt what was going on down at the bottom of the swing with some gentle, say, you know, sweeping, chipping, pitching kind of swings, and then you would probably feel the club face twisting left or closing at the bottom of the swing. Mm -hmm. That would tell you that the force that you're applying is twisting the club. Right. And you would also feel, because when you put your palm a bit more under, your elbow goes inward a little bit toward your belly, and then when you begin to swing, the arm swings a little bit more out away from the front of your body. It wouldn't swing down your body line. It would swing, swing a little bit away from that. Okay. So if you were looking at it from a down-the-line perspective, that under grip would be forcing your arm to swing the club a little bit further to the right. And yes, I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. Isn't that what I want? Well... We'll get there. Maybe, maybe but it, not. But moves the club a little bit more right and turns the face a little bit more left at the same time. So left to its own devices, a right hand under type of grip would have the properties of hitting a draw. Mm -hmm. Ooh, wait a minute. We all want that, don't we? Yeah, not really. Not if you're on a not if you're on a fairway that goes from left to right. You're not. No, that's right. <laughs> the people then always get you know that little human nature tends to take over. They heard just that little snippet and go, "Ooh, I want that. I'm going to do that." And then you know what they get, you know what else happens? They lose a lot of balls they, in the trees. They overdo it. Right. They overdo it. And when they overdo it, because you know a little bit of a good thing must be a good thing. So if that's good then a little bit more should be better, right? Yeah. Well, the greed is what stops a lot of that, mm -hmm. people from succeeding. But nonetheless, um, let's go back to that. That's not the only factor because we have two hands. Right. Right? If your right hand's in the position I just described and making the club move just as I described, yeah. the left hand could also be doing something that counteracts that yeah. or it could aid that or it could neutralize that. Okay. So we've got to kind of figure out what do we got to do and why would I do this? Well, let's go back to the right hand. Let's say we put the right hand just dead on the side of the club. And then we'd make that nice little gentle swing. And then down at the bottom, the club would be, the arm would be making it flow more forward toward the target. Mm -hmm. And the club face wouldn't be turning over as much, wouldn't be as uh, rotating as much to the left. And all of a sudden, that would make you think, wow, that club face isn't twisting to the left now. I'll probably hit one straighter. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe that's what I want. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> right? Maybe, yes. Then maybe what if we no. put our hand slightly above you know, and turned it more over, that right hand, instead of being under or on the side of the shaft, what if we twisted it a little bit more on top now? Mm -hmm. Where the club face is facing straight, but the palm is facing a little down and in instead of a little up and out, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, now what's it going to do? You make that same little gentle one-arm swing, and the path that the arm moves the club is now a little leftward, a little inward toward the body, mm -hmm. and yet the club face is now only not facing straight like it was when the one's on the back, uh, you know, when the hand's on the back side. 
side. Right. And it's not turning left like it was once under. It's actually turning right or opening up. Right. And now you're thinking, uh-oh, I don't want this one. <laughs> there <laughs> Again. Are, there are times when that does come in handy. That's right. Mm -hmm. There are. As a matter of fact, a lot of short game shots. Oh, my gosh. A lot of soft short game shots, John. That is a big benefit. But nonetheless, uh -huh. I, I digress. We'll talk about that a little later in the okay. little later in the show. Okay, no problem. But that's just the backhand, mm -hmm. you know, that does that. Well, what if we've got the the lead hand, the left hand for for most of the right-handed golfers out there? We got the lead hand. Well, what about the way your arm naturally hangs and and the way that your your hinges move? Right, the if you could cock your wrists and the, where the thumb goes straight up and down, or you could turn your arm. A little bit, roll your forearm to the right and cock your wrist in the way the thumb goes. It kind of goes off to the right a little bit. You mm -hmm. can alter those things if you wanted to. Yeah. But I like to start people where their arms ha hanging naturally because they tend to use their, their natural hinging action the easiest way and delivers the club back coming from the inside a little bit better mm -hmm. if, they, if they do it just how their arms naturally hang. But truth is, is that you've got to match up one hand and the other hand to deliver the club the way that you're trying to hit it and in relationship to what's the best thing for your body as well. So there's a little little bit of complexity there, how much of one versus how much of the other. So what you're, that's what we're always trying to figure out, right? What you're telling us is it's nowhere near as easy as you made it sound in the last seven minutes. Now, my, yeah, that's kind of yeah. kind of it. My but question. We can talk about this a little bit more here. Oh, we will up. definitely. I've got a question I want to ask you though. Yeah. Real quick, are yep. you going to be able to use? Because we're talking obviously about different different ways people grip the club. Now, uh -huh. are, are you talking about ways to grip it to fix what you do wrong, or ways to grip it to shape your shots? Ah, well. Could be the same answer. Could be yes okay. for both of those questions. <laughs> yes. The, well, the, great. The clear that gives thing is that it produces something. Yes, and, and that's the thing that we need to know is that for every person, these grip combinations produce something. That's what what it is that we either want it as our regular thing, or we want it because it gets us out of trouble we just got ourselves into. Because we did it wrong on the last swing. Okay. Well, that, that gives us a lot of fodder. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should do a golf show about it. Hey, we're coming right back with more about this topic. Uh, and it's, it's basic, but it's a basic thing you got to get right. Or the rest of it is for not. We'll be right back. Don't move. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. You know, one of the things us guys have in common is we hate to buy clothes for ourselves. Just something about going out and buying clothes. It's just, but we do want to look good. My problem is I'm not color blind. I'm color dumb. I can look at two things and I'm not sure if they go together or if they clash and the whole, you know, stripes and plaids and all that. I get very confused. But then I found Bombfell. You got to check them out online. Bombfell.com. Here's what they do. You sign up with them and they 
first thing is they ask you a few questions, a little form to fill out. And then based on the answers to those questions, they hook you up with a stylist one-on-one. You've got your very own stylist who picks out clothes specifically for you. And then the stylist will send you an email saying, hey, here's four things I got for you. What do you think? And you've got about 48 hours to look over the email, look at the stuff and say, yeah, I like them or no, I don't. Or yeah, I like this and this, but I don't like that and that. And then what you want, they will send to you. And then you have seven days once it's sent to you to decide if you want to keep it or not. You try it on. Make sure it looks good. Wear it in front of your wife and have her go, ooh, that looks good. Or who bought that for you because you definitely didn't pick that out. You know, if you keep all four items, you get 20% off the total cost. If you keep three items, you get 15% off. Keep two items, you get 10% off. And you don't have to get anything if you don't want. You can cancel. You can pause. You can do whatever you need to do. Bombfell.com. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com. Now, use the slash golf guys at the end. That's right. Make it bombfell.com slash golf guys because we have talked to them and said, hey, would you put together a little special deal for our audience? And they said, sure. $25 off your first purchase bombfell.com slash golf guys b-o-m-b-f-e-l-l dot com slash golf guys $25 off your first purchase you get your very own stylist and you have never looked so good bombfell open and close and we're back those weekend golf guys i'm john ashton he is jeff smith and you are uh, confused I, I i saw you sitting here through the commercial break looking at your hands as you wrapped them around what you thought looked and felt like a golf grip and you're wondering well do i do it right do i do it wrong is this going to go left is this going to go right what do i do i saw you so yeah um, that's i know a lot of times i do it with like a pencil or a yeah. pen in my hand yeah exactly we all do so as earlier, I was speaking about positions and what they can do for you and how your hands work and how they hinge and what they can do with the club. Right. But let's never forget about one of the things that I pay attention to in each and every swing in my golf lessons with people. John, you know, when people come to me, it isn't because they're hitting the ball far and straight and accurate and on target. That. <laughs> It isn't because of that. No, no. No one's ever come and said, Jeff, I need a lesson because I'm doing everything right. Right. Yeah. It is always to learn how to do it better and to solve the problem of the moment. Oh, my gosh. I was hitting everything to the right today. Yep. So we talk for a little while and I have them understand how they can figure it out for themselves and then what action to take. But. In every golf lesson that I have, I'm paying attention to a couple of things. For example, many times the people put their hands on the club in a very functional manner that would deliver a straight club face if they held it where the club was straight to begin with. Can, can a we lot back, of times. Can we back up there for one second or at least stay yeah. here for one second? Because that was a problem I had when we first worked, start working together. Uh huh. Is I was gripping it correctly. But the club face was not straight. I was unable because the the edges are different on your irons, you know? Yeah. I was unable to basically look down at the club and tell you when it was straight. But that little trick you uh, mentioned about quickly, just put it directly out in front of you and look for the the lines in the club to go up and down. Isn't that amazing? When they put their right hand on, they love to start 
with their fingers wrapping under the club first, and then they move their hand from under the club and they roll it around to the side. Well, guess what? In the process of doing that, they're twisting the club yeah. and they're unaware. And then they make these little wrist adjustments when they're down there. So the club face looks straight to them and then they go ahead and swing and then they deliver the club. And you know, the swing is pretty good and the club face is now pretty bad. Yeah. And then the ball starts in a bad place curves to a bad place and a lot of times they're they're thinking about 20 things in their swing they must have been doing this or they must have been doing that and the truth is is that they actually had a very similar swing to their best ones and it's very repeatable but the ball flights all over the place because they're doing a little bit of manipulation that they shouldn't be doing with the face of the club but they're doing it in their grip and they just don't quite get it right but I do know that every time I hold a club up, and John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe this very intricately so that way all of our listeners at home can get this. What I want you to do is to hold a club out in front of your face as if it were a very long nose, all right, sticking out in front. So get your arms out in front of you, get it face high, and run the club out so you have a big, gigantic, long Pinocchio nose with a club at the head at the end. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I want you to gently twist the shaft a little bit in your fingers. And I want you to watch the club head. Now, a lot of times you can do this tilted over so it's hanging straight vertically into the ground, but above the ground and you can look down the, the shaft a little bit. And you can just take your fingers and you can just roll the club just gently, ever so gently, one way or the other. And then look at the club face. And then you're about to go, oh, no. Yeah. Major. I am twisting my club face mm-hmm. a lot. Yes. yes. And I tell people how gentle a movements and how small a movements I made by twisting the grip end and how quickly that came to ruin my golf score on the other end. Mm-hmm. And they understand. Oh, brother, I've been there. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> because when you do that and you look down upon your club or out at your club, you get to see exactly how much you have rotated that club and you might have a great delivery system of swinging that club down to the golf ball and you might make good content. However, if the club face is not where you anticipated it would be mm-hmm. and the ball starts to shoot off sideways and spin off that direction as well, mm-hmm. you have a problem mm-hmm. and then you start to figure things out on your own, but you're always wrong. <laughs> you reach behind your you reach behind your back into a low spot somewhere below the small of your back and you pull out this little magic idea and you hold it up in front of you, you go, yeah, that's what I did on that one. Yeah. That's why my ball went sideways. Yeah, that's the ticket. It might not be that at all. It probably is not. Yeah, that back pocket full of excuses might need to be emptied and look at the real issue of flight and check out whether your club face is truly facing where you think you're facing before you even swing it. That is one of the steps that's set up that so few of us actually take time to do. Yeah. After a while, you probably get to be able to look straight down at the club as it's in its address position at the ball and tell if the head of the club is straight or left or right or closed or open, however, whatever nomenclatures you want to use there. But for most of us, we can't tell that by looking down at it as it's resting behind the ball. 
We need to hold it up and put it straight out in front of us and check it that way. Yeah. At the same time, many people need to understand that the handle is built out in front of the face of the club. So if you sold your irons where the sole plate was flush on the ground, you know where the handle would be? Out in front of the face. In front of it, yeah. So let's say you're a right-handed golfer and you take your nine iron and you place it on the ground and instead of having the shaft vertical, you had the sole, and then, then the sole plate of the club would be kind of on the back of the sole plate. It wouldn't be leading edge flush and trailing edge flush to the ground. Right. If you set it where leading edge and trailing edge were flush to the ground, your handle would be angled out in front 15-ish degrees. Yeah. Otherwise known as pointed at about the middle of your left hip. Mm-hmm. That's where it would be pointed. Which is which is kind of difficult, again, for, for many of us to uh, accept, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Well, they're so used to the thought is that, that it must be shaft in the middle. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be that way. No, as long as club head's in the middle. Shaft doesn't have to be there, right? You know, we're trying to get it to deliver it as square as we can. And right. sometimes that really helps people is to learn to put it on the ground like that and then place their left hand on at where the ball, where that club already sits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they can do that, holy smokes, John, we have success. Because <laughs> when we have success like that, we're, it's, it's really impressive because people realize that golf just got a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. They hit it straighter. They hit it farther. Yeah. You know, that look, as you look down, that shaft angled at the left hip socket, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people say, well, that's forward shaft lean. Or if your hands are on at that point, even though they're hanging naturally, especially your left one, they're like, oh, that's a forward press. As if I took action and pushed my hands over there. I think that all a matter of your perspective. If you set the club on the ground the way the club's designed, and it soles flat on the sole plates flat on the ground. The handle's already over there. Is that really pressing it forward? That sounds natural to me. Not pressing right. anything. But if you have the perspective, if you v- come from the viewpoint of all shafts that I touch <laughs> must be vertical. Yes. Then anything forward or vertical is deemed a forward press. Right. And at impact, I need forward shaft lean. And that's just a matter of your perspective on where things come from. You know, if, if you're, if you're trying to deliver it with less loft, your shaft will be forward. Well, guess what? It's kind of designed that way anyhow. And you will find so, that when you do hit them that way, that you don't feel it. That's a beautiful thing about a proper golf shot, man, is you swing the ball and it's like going through warm butter. It is. You know, it, I, I get a lot of people a little bit freaked out when I just kind of introduce them to a, a, a concept that actually makes life simpler for them if that's what they require. But they all require a club face to be delivered straight. So I figure out what is that club in that person's hand. Mm-hmm. And how are they delivering it to the golf ball? Right. And and that's the way that people have to pay attention to this as opposed to thinking about 27 different things about how to swing the club. How about at least pay 
a large amount of intent, uh, attention to how are my hands on the club and what are they doing with the club to get it to the golf ball. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what they do with the club after the ball leaves the face. I don't really talk much about that. Yeah. It's how I get people to hit the ball better right? And, and play better golf immediately is I don't talk about a whole lot of things other than delivering what in the club face to make the golf ball do what it needs to. And then all of a sudden, they can get out of trouble. They can hit the shots they really never thought they could hit because they never had that thought before. I'm just drawing their attention to the things about what are they delivering to the club and how easy is it? Right. Exactly. Club to ball. Exactly. And what you have just heard is a very basic explanation of a very basic concept of a very simple game, which we seem to really make more difficult and more difficult and more difficult as time goes on. However, you thought it was going to be just simple like this? Uh Uh-uh. No. Because when we come back, we're going to talk about how to really uh, basically make it more difficult to do other simple things. Does that make sense? No, but it will when we come back. Hang with us. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. This past Sunday, my buddy Kevin and I were playing golf, and he was playing his first ever round using a cut golf golf ball. He was using the cut golf black, which is a model name, not a color. It's a white ball, urethane cover, four-piece construction, tour quality compared to all the ones that you pay 50 bucks a dozen for. You're going to pay $19.99 a dozen for these. They're going to get a lot of distance off the tee. You're going to get a whole lot of control around the greens, just as you would expect in a $50 golf ball, but this one you're only going to pay 20 bucks a dozen for. Well, Kevin got his first ever race. Let's see, his first ever round with a cut golf golf ball and his first ever ace. Coincidence? Hmm, I'll leave that up to you to decide. I can get you a deal, however. $19.99 a dozen for tour quality golf balls that are absolutely wonderful if you just go to cutgolfco.com. That's cutgolfco.com. Use a code WEEKENDGOLFGUYS when you check out and you'll get 10% off. It's us, Those Weekend Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. ThoseWeekendGolfGuys.com. I'm going to tell you one more time, man. We did a little uh, restructuring of the website, and we kind of like it. Why don't you go check it out? Because it came to our attention from some people who listened to us when we said we have all of our shows archived there. They go, uh, John, no. No, you don't. <laughs> At least not that <laughs> I can find. I went, oops. Hmm, whoops. I forgot something. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing, which, you know, our credo here at those weekend golf guys. So we just kind of jumped in and redid a bunch of it over again. But check it out because it's party, partier, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. And also facebook.com slash golf guys, Facebook page. Go there and like us. And also do us a favor. If, if you do like us or you follow us or whatever, whenever you see something pop up that says the golf guys have a new post or the golf guys posted a video or asked a question or whatever, just go. And if you can share it for us, or at least like it, like the post and stuff. It just makes us feel good and bolsters us in the in the Facebook world. You can do the favor for us, and as in return, what we're going to do as a favor for you is show you how, or at least explain to you how, to hit the ball straighter. 
if straight is where you want to go. That's what Jeff's whole diatribe about grip and club face have been up to this point. Now, what if you did want to hit it a little bit right to left or a little bit uh, left to right? So we will draw your attention before it fades from your memory. Go ahead. Right. So let's let's talk a little bit about delivery. Okay. All right. We talked about the face being straight, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But then it's like straight to what? You know? Okay. So let's let's think a little bit. Everybody always wants their ball to fly in a line at their target, right? They're looking for linear toward their target is the answer I get a lot. But really, what makes a ball fly in a straight line? Well, it's swinging from someplace coming from behind the golf ball, right? And it's moving through the golf ball with that direction. You know, let's say that, you know, everybody likes to go, oh, it's coming inside to out. I'm like, wait a second, it's moving on an arc. I'm like, well, of course it is. I'm like, okay, so in to out, they're talking like it's a straight line. And let's say it's moving on an arc. What if it's in to straight to in? That's different, isn't it? You heard that? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Now we're not talking straight lines anymore. Dang it. That's like a dual arc. I know. Yeah. In, the geometry of that it, confuses me. Just chop up a circle into little itty-bitty bits, and that's what you got. Yeah. John, if I was to move a club, I, I got a club standing right between you and I, mm-hmm. right? And I move the club directionally toward you straight down that line. And my face of my club was pointed at you straight down that line as well. And it ran into the back of a golf ball. The golf ball would leave the face where? Straight toward my face, probably. toward your face, yes. Yeah. Okay. Now... Again, I'm going to move that club straight down that line, but this time I'm going to twist the face to the left a few degrees. Where's the golf ball going to leave the face of the club? It'll go start going to my right, your left, you swinging yeah. the club. Yeah. It would go to the left, right? The direction that the face is pointed. Mm-hmm. And hit me Makes on sense. my right shoulder if I were looking uh-huh. at you. Yes. And now, same scenario, I'm moving the club directionally straight in the middle of you, and I point the club to the right mm-hmm. or your left shoulder. Yep. Where would the ball leave the face of the club? To the right. Okay. So you know from that is that the major influence on where that ball started was the face direction, wasn't right. it? Yes, it was. So I had a constant, and it was swing direction going through the ball. Mm-hmm. And the variable was the face position or the angle of the club face. Right. 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 Yes. That has a lot to do with where that ball leapt off the face and shot off in that direction. Initial ball flight, you could look at it and go, that's pretty much where my face was. Mm-hmm. All right? Makes sense, yeah. And then, since it's got hit on a glancing blow, not a direct blow, because we only talked about one being direct, where the face was pointed exactly where the swing was going, and then it would fly in a linear manner. Mm-hmm. That would be a direct blow. Wouldn't curve a whole lot on that one, would it? No. No, but when the face is pointed somewhere other than where it's swinging, it starts to essentially swipe across the back of a ball. Because you put spin on it when you do that, don't you? That's right. It's friction. Yeah. So... The ball leaps off the face in the direction that the face is pointed, but it also curves in the same direction because the swiping of the club and the face position were different. Okay. 
it always curves in the direction that the face was pointed. Okay. Make sense? It does. So let's say you wanted that to happen. Instead of just that straight line shot that everybody tells me they want, what if a sudden they want one to curve left? All right? Uh So I have to make my swing direction to the right and point my club face direction left of that, don't I? The movement direction of the club would not be at my target anymore. Mm -hmm. My intended, because if I want my ball to curve left and wind up at my target, right? It sure couldn't start at my target and then curve left because then I'd just be into the trees. So that's what I've been doing wrong. Okay. Yes. (laughs) You've been thinking, swing right, but have the club face pointed at the middle. Yeah. In which case, the ball would start up the middle and curve left. Because the face was left of its swinging direction, because yeah. I'm swinging to the right, yeah. hitting a golf ball. So now all of a sudden there's a big difference between where my club face was pointed up the middle and the swing direction, which was to the right, making it start in the direction that the face was pointed, which is up the middle, but yet that's left of its path, so it will curve left. That makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Good. So if you wanted that to happen... That's how you would go about it. But, John, I know that you don't want your ball to start at the target and curve away from it. No. You want your ball to start a little bit to the right of the target and curve toward it. Yes. Making it a functional curve. Exactly. You could play and actually get good with that kind of curvature. Yes. So the club face can no longer be pointed at the target at the time it touches the ball because the swing direction is going somewhere other than that, correct? Right. So you have to point the club face to the right of the target and swing farther right to make it curve left. And that blows people's minds. It does. Two rights make a left. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Think about it. If you look at it like this, the face is left of the path, so it will curve left. Mm-hmm. But the path is egregiously right. So let's imagine this. Let's just use simple numbers for, for, for fun's sake. Let's say that the path up the middle toward the target is zero degrees offline. Okay. And let's say the swinging direction is 10 degrees to the right, which is a lot. Right. Okay. So imagine that. Mm-hmm. But the face is left of the path, but yet a little right of the target. Okay. So let's say the face was, say, five degrees to the right. Your ball would leap off the face a little bit to the right of the target, and the curvature would take it back to the target. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It, it makes perfect sense. And um, The trouble is, is it's hard to grasp when, when people are going, wait a minute, that just seems wrong. To have my face pointed away from where I want my ball to curve? Wait, I want it to curve back to the target. How can I have it facing right? Oh, you're swinging farther right. Yeah, yeah. That's the key. Right, and it's the spin you put on that affects the flight. And this this is something that you need to, um, well, let's say, I don't want to say, well, yeah, I do. This is something you need to take to heart. And you need to trust it because there's those shots, and we've seen you do them from the left-hand rough with a couple of trees in between you and the green. 
and you need to get around those trees because trees may be 90% air, but then so's a screen and you can't get a ball through one. And, and we've got a video on the website with Phil Mickelson that proves that. That's right. Not even Phil Mickelson can put a ball through a screen. That's even right. Even though it's 90% air. But right. that's the shot. That's, that's, it's the finesse shots like this that stem from very simple changes, very simple setup changes or swing changes or paths or even club head direction. Very right. simple things, but they can make you look and score, make you look almost like you know what you're doing. Let's put it that way, okay? It does. It makes you look like you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. John, think about this for a second. You know that shot that you used to have? That that shot that would start out left of your target and curve back and end up way right of your target? Yeah. yeah. That that dreaded thing that lots of our listeners have. Yeah, that that, that, that gigantic curveball to the right. Yeah. My yeah, banana that starts ball. out left. My Guess where the club face was? Yeah. It was left. It was left. But the swing was lefter. Yeah. 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 More left. Big time left. Yeah. Right? Swiping across the ball. So the face at that point was to the right of the swing direction. Yeah. By a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's how lefter the swing was. Yeah. You used to do that. I used to. No longer. No longer. No, sir. Now that's right. I actually get out on the golf course and about half the time look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the funny thing about that was, John, you used to spend a lot of tr uh, time in the trees mm -hmm. out of uh, necessity to find the ball that you hit in there. Right. Now you just spend a lot of time in the trees finding other people's balls and pocketing them. Exactly. Yes. My collection is uh, growing by leaps and bounds. You'd be surprised. Yeah. I, I, I am always surprised. A little aside here, I'm always surprised when I go into the woods and look around for lost golf balls that are not mine. When people have a propensity for hitting balls like that, because you usually find a lot of them in the same place, same basic yeah. area, and they're always they're like Pro V1s or or the the Callaways or the the the, the new TP5 uh, TaylorMades, man, yeah. it's like I'm going to be playing behind. In fact, I was playing behind this one guy. He must have lost two sleeves of balls, man. And you, you probably lost twenty seven dollars worth of balls in, in the top the front nine, and I pocketed almost all of them. Yeah, you know what? There was a golf course that I used to work, and uh, the, in you know they have slicers woods on the first few holes. Mm-hmm. You know what they did to collect all the golf balls? <laughs> they put up signs about snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody would go look. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a golf course here that those areas they just call environmentally protected areas. Yeah. They right. say, Stay don't out. let you go in there. Just take a free drop. We'll collect mm -hmm. your ball later. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, the, wait, they don't put that on the sign, though. Yeah, every Thursday evening when nobody's out there, the, the <laughs> Rangers are all in there picking them out. That's right. That's it exactly, man. Okay, so so the grip, a very basic component, and the 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 club head direction or the the club head. What's the yeah. word I'm looking for? Yeah, swinging direction, right? Direction, swinging of the, direction, the of the club. And, and where the club head is in relation to where the ball is when it hits, whether it be left or or closed or opened or straight, whatever. I think this begs us to do a Facebook Live so people can actually see exactly what you're talking about. Because Isn't that we, fun? 
we have we kind of brought it up that way on the show today just so we could do it we have to get to it it's basic but it's a yeah. basic that if you can't get this down you're not going to get anything that comes after it right and many of us have not gotten this down and we've been playing for 25 years so that means that there's a lot of stuff that's come after it that we're doing wrong. So yeah. we will give you those. Uh, just Again, just go to Facebook.com slash Golf Guys, and uh, we will have the event up there when Jeff will be doing this Facebook Live video presentation so you can actually see what he's talking about. And we will be right back right now, too, so don't move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5GolfClub.com. The number $5GolfClub.com. You know, one of the things us guys have in common is we hate to buy clothes for ourselves. Just something about going out and buying clothes. It's just, but we do want to look good. My problem is I'm not colorblind. I'm color dumb. I can look at two things and I'm not sure if they go together or if they clash and the whole, you know, stripes and plaids and all that. I get very confused. But then I found Bombfell. You got to check them out online. Bombfell.com. Here's what they do. You sign up with them and they... First thing is they ask you a few questions, a little form to fill out. And then based on the answers to those questions, they hook you up with a stylist one-on-one. -on -one. You've got your very own stylist who picks out clothes specifically for you. And then the stylist will send you an email saying, hey, here's four things I got for you. What do you think? And you've got about 48 hours to look over the email, look at the stuff and say, yeah, I like them or no, I don't. Or yeah, I like this and this, but I don't like that and that. And then what you want, they will send to you. And then you have seven days once it's sent to you to decide if you want to keep it or not. You try it on. Make sure it looks good. Wear it in front of your wife and have her go, ooh, that looks good. Or who bought that for you because you definitely didn't pick that out. You know, if you keep all four items, you get 20% off the total cost. If you keep three items, you get 15% off. Keep two items, you get 10% off. And you don't have to get anything if you don't want. You can cancel. You can pause. You can do whatever you need to do. Bombfell.com. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com. Now, use the slash golf guys at the end. That's right. Make it bombfell.com slash golf guys because we have talked to them and said, hey, would you put together a little special deal for our audience? And they said, sure. $25 off your first purchase. Bomb fell.com slash golf guys b-o-m-b-f-e-l-l dot com slash golf guys $25 off your first purchase you get your very own stylist and you have never looked so good bomb fell open and close okay so there you have it in a nutshell it's, it's basic. It's simple. It's the grip. It's the first thing they teach you in golf school, <laughs> right? When you were a kid, you go out to the driving range, you take your first golf lesson, and the pro just hand you the club and said, here, hold it, and then showed you how to do it correctly. It's, it's a pretty big nutshell, mm -hmm. you know, to, to put all that in. But the truth is, when I do this Facebook Live thing, yeah, having it be there on video – also helps because I'm going to do it in the golf studio right? where I've got some props yeah, and I've got some things that can help you with the visuals of that. It'll be a good thing. Yeah, it will be fun. You know what, John? What? I might invite you up for that. I might. Oh. Or I might just have you on the other end of the computer or whatever. But nonetheless, I'm going to bring out – I'm breaking out the whiteboard. We may, we may want to bring Intrepid Producer Mark up there because I still think this is a problem for him. You think? It was something he worked on last year. You – you you gave him the the encapsulated version of this training last year, yeah. 
and it, it helped him immensely, but I think he's, he's, he's falling back into some old habits, so you may want to... He's regressed? Yeah, he's regressing. You may want to reiterate some of this stuff to him. Facebook.com slash Golf Guys is where you want to go. Just hit follow, and uh, you'll, you'll get notifications of exactly when this is going to happen. But just keep checking back. We'll let you know. Or you can subscribe to the new Drinking and Driving Digest, the Golf Guys newsletter. You can do that and on any page of our uh, website, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Please Is that do. not the best name for a newsletter for yeah. golfers ever? I was pretty proud of it, man. Drinking <sighs> and Driving Digest. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. That's where you need to go. Facebook.com slash golfguys. You can even follow us on Twitter if you'd like. WKND Golf Guys is uh, where we are there on Twitter. And then again, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Each and every time you miss... The program on the radio or you want to hear it again because there was a lot of information that you may not have had a chance to absorb correctly you can do that simply by listening and listening and listening again at those weekend you can check out um, the current show and then the most popular shows we've done about the top six or nine and then every show in order of appearance is available there too so we appreciate you being here please come back next week if you're not or in the interim you want to go to those weekendgolfguys.com and listen to some of the other stuff we've done we'd love the love you to do that too but in the interim go play some golf <laughs>